year. We're joined, as we have been throughout this saga, getting the expertise of Jill Rutter from Britain and a Changing Europe now. Thanks very much indeed, Jill, for coming in Hello. once again. What will happen on, and it won't be the strike of midnight, at least not Big Ben as far as we know, there was a big campaign to get Big mm. Ben to ring out on at 11 o'clock mm. on Friday, but what will happen when that hour passes? To all intents and purposes, nothing much that you or I will notice as ordinary citizens. What will happen is that you know, the UK MEPs, the members of the European Parliament, will stand down, lose their seats. Some of those seats are being allocated to other countries, others are being held back in reserve. The UK won't have a commissioner sitting in the European Commission, though actually Boris Johnson's government hadn't nominated uh, anyone into the new commission. We won't have judges on the European Court of Justice, even though for the rest of the year we'll stay under its jurisdiction. And our ministers won't be attending any of, our ministers and officials won't be going to those European Council meetings. So Boris Johnson actually went to his last European Council meeting, which is also his first back in October because of the election. He didn't go in December. So we won't get those invitations anymore. So we're outside, as you said, the political institutions. But for the rest of the year, it's a standstill. So we're still in the single market. We're still in the customs union. So we still trade with the EU on those terms. And the EU is writing to other countries that have trade deals with the EU to say, for the rest of the year, treat the UK as though it's still a member state. We know they're not, but treat them as though they are. Lots of rhetoric about how we'll diverge, Britain will diverge, says, for example, the Home Secretary, Priti uh, Patel. But there are so many things to negotiate, whether you get this done by December or not. For example, fishing. I mean, fishing is a, a, a political issue. It's not necessarily huge in economic terms, but that's going to be an arguing point, isn't it? It's one of the big issues for about five or six member states, um, which fish in extensively in UK waters, very worried about the rhetoric about taking back full control of UK waters. It's also a key issue in some constituencies in the UK, but as you say, it's economically incredibly small, particularly for the UK. It's a really tiny, tiny part of our gross domestic product. So it's a big early test for the government. Is it prepared to be flexible on fisheries to get some sort of wider deal with the EU to benefit the rest of the economy? Or is it going to stick very hard by its rhetoric that now we've taken back control of our waters and you know, we're not going to give you a long deal on access to UK waters to preserve yeah, something near the status quo? Just very briefly, Jill, is this going to dominate the headlines like it has for the last three years or has everybody had enough and that's it? It's probably your, you to judge rather than me. There's certainly huge amounts to do and really big decisions for the UK government to make. But what we'll not have is, uh, for most of the year, the sort of cliff-edge dramas we've had with parliamentary votes uh, going down to the wire, government facing massive defeats and things like that, because Boris Johnson's got a big majority. But there will be some key decision points. June and December, we approach two cliff edges. And we'll ask you back when those come. Thanks very much indeed. Jill Rata from Britain in a changing Europe.